Oh yeah! We're back, baby! Back! Don't cover! June 21st, 2019! Brad Key! Michael Weiner! What's up, brother? What's happening, man? Oh, just listen to this intro music. It still slaps. I hurt from last night. I had one too many jumbos. We should talk about that. Ugh. Welcome into Backdoor Cover, my friends. This is our NBA draft uh, recap and uh, look ahead, I would say. We're going to take a look at free agency. We're going to talk about the teams, the players, all the stuff moving forward. Thank you for joining us. If you want more Backdoor Cover content, I would suggest that you check out last night's episode of Tight and High with Elgars and Peter the Irish Guy, who joined Brad and I. We talked about baseball. We talked about the College World Series. We talked about the uh, the chain of the week. Cow! Nice. Which, for the first time, we'll talk about that today, uh, goes to a NBA draftee. We also, uh, what else did we talk about last night? We talked a little golf. We did a little golf. So you and I don't care for baseball, right? It's amazing how Titan High, yeah. High actually makes it interesting. Like, it was an enjoyable discussion about MLB baseball, and that's difficult to do. So I applaud those dudes. It's true. Big shouts to the boys at Titan High, and also to El Gars, who made a fiesta casserole for dinner last night. He's we a were maniac. Brad Key drank about a thousand ounces of wine, and uh, and only two cups though. Yeah, that was Just amazing. Giant cups of wine, like nobody a, does. Big that. gulping. It. Nobody, nobody drinks box wine the way you drink box wine, my friend. Hey, uh, if you want some other content, Mind of Micah, Mind of Micah, good stuff this week about the internet. You like the internet? The internet's neat. Yeah, we had uh, Coach Bobby join me about to talk about group chats and how they're they're making the internet fun again. And El Garz's wife, the future Mrs. Garz, talked about Slack, the uh, business chat app. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, we like Slack here at MWBK Creative and Sales. Another thing we have going at MWBK Creative is the 365 Things Austin pod. If you haven't checked it out, if you're interested in Austin or you live here, obviously, check that out. It's the best things to do every weekend, uh, hosted by our friend Christy and Aaron Ross. Uh, we also had a, a, two episodes dropped this week. One, which was the best happy hours in downtown Austin, featuring Christy and Brad's better half, Aaron Wesley. It's Much good. better half. Yes. And uh, as I mentioned, the two backdoor cover episodes this week, including the one last night with Titan High. Check that out. You got a lot to li- got a lot of, lot to listen to this weekend, but here we go. Let's get into the NBA draft and this commercial-free episode of Backdoor Cover. Let's go. Zion number one, Jaw number two, R.J. Barrett goes number three to the Knicks. All basically is expected, or hundred percent is expected, I would say. Uh, David Griffin, the general manager of the Pelicans, said this is Ja Rule or Ja Rule. This is Jeru Holiday's team. Zion is going to be learning how to win at a really high level at some point if there is a time that that baton gets passed in terms of who is expected to carry us to win games. It will. That is not now. Griffin continued, let Zion be that kid. Don't write this like he is there to save the franchise. He is not. He's here to join the family. Uh, that's kind of funny and uh, an interesting tactic. Uh, David Griffin known for sort of, I, I think he's known, I think he fancies himself sort of a philosopher, a guy that uh, yeah tries to set the tone of the organization. I mean, this is funny. He's trying to obviously take some some pressure off of Zion, but it's not going to work. No one is going to a Horn uh, to a Pelicans game next year 
to see Jarul uh, Jarul Holiday. Well, and Griffin's Jarul. known because of his workings with LeBron James and managing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. So like this guy's the next coming or the next best thing since LeBron James. He's trying to saying. downplay it, but yeah, I'm sure they showed that there was a draft party in New Orleans where it was 93 degrees and a thousand percent humidity. People are going bananas. So. Shouts to the whole city of New Orleans. We're Brad and I are fans. Well, and then the other thing that they did, they had the eighth pick. There's like a bunch of trades that went on. We'll get to. Are me, we going to get to that? Okay, because I yeah. thought we were going to dive. Okay, cool, let I'm me ready. run through a few of these, and we'll get Excellent. deeper into New Orleans and and their night completely. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Jaw goes number two to Memphis, who earlier this week traded their away card. Mike Conley. Right. Uh, so it's now his team. They're in a they're in a deep uh, rebuild. R.J. Barrett went to the Knicks. Hopefully, he is the savior. He's got some swagger. Uh, the Hawks traded up to number four, which was the Pelicans pick that they got from the Lakers right? Uh, to draft DeAndre Hunter. So let's talk about the Pelicans real quick. Uh, Brad, what was your takeaway from what they did last night before we move on to the rest? So with the eighth pick, they took Texas big man Jackson Hayes, who's like a, a seven foot super athlete, pretty raw player, but he's perfectly suited if your plan is to create like a transition juggernaut with Zion and Jackson Hayes sprinting the floor, like serious verticality. Uh, extreme athleticism. The other school of thought would have been create spacing for Zion, draft a shooter, somebody who can open up floor space. So that's not what Jackson Hayes is. That was what was criticized about the pick or what was kind of nitpicked about the pick is you had two kind of schools of thought. One was to go all in on this athleticism stuff. One was to get like a shooter to space the floor. They could have got Zion's teammate, Cam Reddish, who went two picks later at 10. So that was kind of interesting. Their third pick was the 17th. New Orleans had one more pick in the first round last night. The guy's name's Nikhil Alexander Walker. Cool. He played for Virginia Tech. Sounds like he's good. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Hayes played one year at Texas, as Brad mentioned, went number eight. Uh, he's going to need a lot of time. He's, he's the one that Peter flamed last night. Yeah. He didn't even start for his uh, varsity team until his senior year. Well, that's because he didn't grow. He was short then. This is Anyhow. a late bloomer. He's raw. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do. Although he was very efficient. He shot like 75% last year, as did Zion. Uh, and he was the second best shot blocker in college basketball. So they have a super athletic front court if this kid uh, lives up to the hype. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, as we mentioned, went number four to the Hawks. The Cavs took Darius Garland and a 6'3 point guard who played all of five games at Vandy last year as a freshman. Uh, Brad, uh, I, I'm going to take this opportunity to make fun of you. Please do. Because you thought Colin Sexton is the future and he's so amazing. They basically took the same guy. They're a duplicate. The same guy, basically. Well, okay, so... And, it, you know, we should be clear. The Cavs are at the very, very, very beginning of a rebuild, but um, this is the same guy they had on the roster who probably isn't going to be there for much longer. So it's not the same guy, but it's the same position, and they play it two different styles. Sexton's They're both like... They're 6'3", Sext though. You can't play two 6'3 right. dudes at and the same time. and you can't defend anybody if you've got two guys that are that short on the court at the same time. But Sexton's more like a Russell Westbrook type, Garland's supposed to be more like a Trey Young type. So they're both like prolific scorers. One does it on physicality and going to the rim. One does it on like shooting off the dribble, threes, that kind of stuff. They're both prolific scorers. They both require to have the ball in their hand. They don't complement each other. It's a kind of a bonehead. It makes no sense. Like, why would you pick the only thing that you have an asset playing in the same position for? So Because Colin Sexton's not an asset. He's trash. Oh, you think that that's the real reason? Yeah. That's the story I think here. That is this, they're giving done? up on him. Yeah. Really? That's my take. Uh, the Timberwolves traded up to number six to get Jared Culver from Texas Tech, who we liked. He did ball. Although he did sort of fall apart in the Final Four, but, um, you know, stepped up for Tech. And tough guy, if we like him. The Bulls took raw guard Kobe White from North Carolina. 
He's a good pick. Number nine. That was a good pick. Or number seven, I should say. You like him. Yes. He had some very funny facial expressions in his uh, press conference. Did, Did he? See that? I yeah. didn't see his. No, I didn't. He's like, whoa, I got I to find that. Oh, he was reacting because his teammate got drafted at like 12 or 10 or somewhere in there, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so like the big thing about him is that he's he's a huge point guard. He's like 6'5". I don't know what he weighs. I think he's like 180, 190 pounds. 6'9". No, no, no. That's not oh, that's Cameron Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Johnson. I think he's 6'5". He's a, he's a very large point guard, and he's got room for growth. The ceiling is super, super high. Like you said, he's a little bit raw. He does shoot well. He's a leaper. He's a runner. He's going to be good for them. They've already got like a pretty young, good core. I think they're going to be surprisingly good next year, and I think that he I plays don't. immediately. I think they're trash. Uh, I think he's going to play, and here is his... His very uh, precious press conference when finding out that his teammate got drafted at 11. Johnson just went uh, 11th. How do you react to that news? He went what? 11th. <laughs> Cam Johnson 11th. Yep. It's right on the screen right there. Wow. Is his jaw just wide open? Wow. Wow, bro. That's crazy. His That's hair is so not so love, good. That's bro. Because if y'all know Cam, you don't know how hard Cam was. Yeah, so it was pretty. That was the most notable thing about his draft night experience. Uh, Hayes goes number eight, as we mentioned. Other notables in the first round: Cam Reddish fell to Atlanta at number ten, which is another pick, uh, another big to pair with uh, DeAndre or DeAndre Hunter, uh, which is interesting. Well, they're both large wings. Hunter is more of a defensive player, all around more polished. Reddish is all obviously like the higher ceiling. Was considered in the same vein as like Zion and his his. The other guy, whatever yeah. his name is. He was also the third Dookie taken in the top 10. Correct. Uh, the Suns, from everything I've read, reached for Cameron Johnson at 11. Which, which is who we just heard the we reaction just talking to. About, uh, which makes sense because the Suns are a terrible organization right now. Uh, three Kentucky guys went in the first round. P.J. Washington, Charlotte, Tyler Hero, who is our cow. cow. That's right. Cow. That's Chain right. of the week winner cow. from last night's Titan High. Cow. Went to Miami cow. at 13. He also had a huge gold uh, and jewelry watch on... That guy is going to do lots of inappropriate things on South Beach. Cow. I would expect his career cow, to come up cow, uh, cow. in, in cow, a tragic way. Cow, He's going to have cow, a fun 16 cow. months and then be cow. playing in Europe somewhere, probably. Yeah, and enjoy playing for the uh, Mad Ants in his Iowa City. His name's perfect to play G in Euro League. somewhere, right? Cow. Euro. Uh, yeah, and uh, Keldon Johnson went 29 to the Spurs, another Kentucky guy. Uh, that means we're going to win the championship, so I just want to let everybody know that. So the Suns, it's worth noting, they traded the number six pick, which became Jared Culver in Minnesota, uh, the Texas Tech kid, for Dario Saric and the number 11 pick, which they took Cam Johnson. So, you know, kind of an interesting trade. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd much rather have Culver, but that's I have just no me. idea what the Suns are doing. Uh, the other notable thing from last night, and we'll get to Brad's thoughts in a minute here, as, mm-hmm. uh, in my mind was bowl, bowl who is Manute Bull's son, uh, he fell to the 14th pick of the second round, number 44, to Denver. Uh, he was there. Apparently, there were reports that after, like, the first 10 picks, he left the green room in tears. So that's uh, he had a long way to wait in a stupid, ridiculous was suit. Was he the one with the spider yeah, web spider on his web thing? Line. What was that about? What did I, that who mean? Who knows? It was just, there was no significance or whatever? It was a terrible suit, and he looked terrible, and now he's going to Denver in the second round with no guarantee. And uh, you... Kind of feel bad for him, but I mean, I don't know. He's seven seven. Be nice we'll to learn behind Nikolai Jokic, the best passing yeah, big you know, man I mean, of they all took, time. They took Michael Porter Jr. last year and kind of redshirted him. Didn't right. play him all season. They could probably do the same thing with Bull Bull. Play some weight slowly. on him. Yeah, get some weight on the man. Uh, what else you got, Brad? So I've got just looking back at New Orleans and going through what all they have acquired with 
the trade of Anthony Davis. Are you ready for this list? Mm-hmm. They got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number eight pick in 2019, the number 17 pick in 2019, the number 35 pick in 2019, LA's 21, 21st pick, uh, a 2021 pick if it's in the top eight. If it's not in the top eight, uh, they get it in 2022. They got a swap with LA in the 2023 draft and they get LA's first in either the 24 or 25 oh draft God. and they dump Solomon Hill's contract which was a nightmare as a giant contract and he wasn't playing any so yeah i it was like a chore to read all of that and they got all of that for just one player Anthony Davis that is a, it's a uh, pretty good haul that's a pretty good haul we'll see you know i heard some um, talk about this yesterday basically they have the rights to the Lakers picks over the next 6 seasons and so if one of those turns in, if one year, uh, you know, LeBron is retired in three years and, and Anthony Davis tweaks his knee and misses 30 games and they win 40, and then you end up in the lottery and you get a lottery pick and then you end up winning the lottery or getting up close, uh-huh. like it's worth it. And so you're not betting on, you're just betting that one or two of those assets ends up being valuable. Right. If if the Lakers are good for the next six years, it's going to be a tough trade for, for the Pellies, but... Yeah, we'll see. Any, a lot can happen. That was I read all that off of a tweet, and then he had to do a follow-up tweet and say, I ran out of room. They also got a heavily protected Cleveland pick for next year. So there you go. There you go. That's a lot of stuff. Anything else on the draft before we move on to how the – some free agent storylines moving forward? Mm, I think you covered it, buddy. Let's okay. do this. All right, let's, let's do this. Uh, we're just going to quickly run through uh, the, the big free agent storylines now that you know, we can basically look forward to that. Number one, of course, is Kawhi Leonard, the best player in basketball, the reigning champion, the board man who gets paid, right. is a 100% unrestricted free agent, can go anywhere he wants after being on a team for one year and taking them to a championship. This is an unprecedented moment in basketball, basically. Right. And uh, does he leave? Does he go to the Clippers? Does he take a 46-win Clippers team and turn them into a contender overnight? Yes. You think so? Does he stay... Oh, you're saying yes, he would, hypothetically. I thought you were saying yes, he's doing that. No, I don't know what he's doing. Right. Does he stay in Toronto? There there were photos of him yesterday at the Home Depot in Toronto buying moving boxes, and people are thinking that he's going to, that this means he's going to the Clippers. Why wouldn't you hire somebody to do that? Why wouldn't you hire a moving company? Did you see there was also a video of him? He went to the Blue Jays game last night and sat down like his seats were like on the first row, and Mm -hmm. as he started walking down, People figured out it was Kawhi because it's Toronto. I don't know how many. Probably his, his six fingers foot, were dragging yeah. on the floor because they're so damn long. I don't know how many six foot nine black dudes there are that go to Blue Jays games, but Kawhi probably stands out. And you as he so. started coming down, like people started catching on. And then by the time he got to the first row, there was like a standing ovation in the entire stadium for him. It was like it Tiger was walking cool. down to 18th at the PGA Championship last year, and like the whole crowd was just following him down the uh, down the fairway. Yeah. Standing O. So oh, he, you know he, what? He will decide if he goes to the West. It mm-hmm. makes the West, you know, anywhere he goes, they're going to be, you know, players. But if he goes to the West, it makes the East wide open. If he stays in the East, it the West is is a real question mark with Golden State. Uh, it's all about Kawhi at this point. So he's you, a kingmaker. You have reminded me because of this Kawhi discussion of one thing I did want to touch on from the draft. So with the twenty third pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder took Darius Baisley out of Princeton High School. So the reason why this is uh, ties back to Kawhi, uh, this kid, instead of going to the league or playing in G League, I'm sorry, going overseas and playing professionally uh, for one year before he could go into the NBA draft, he took an internship with New Balance. That's what he did last year. Hmm. As a result, 
there's little tape out there over uh sorry here we go there uh little tape out there with which to evaluate him there's almost no chance that he'll play for the thunder next season more than likely they're counting on him in the player development program to mold him into an NBA caliber player over the next several seasons in the G League. Wow. But the funniest thing is that he didn't play basketball with his one year that he had to wait to go into the draft. He went to New Balance where Kawhi's the hero. This is interesting. Though. Isn't that funny? I've never heard of this. But I, it, it would be interesting if you've got a guy who wants to come straight out of high school, he doesn't have the grades to go to college or you know, whatever, and Nike just said, like, come work for us for a year, which is basically... This internship, something right. tells me this kid got paid something. Maybe they taught him how to use social media and not be a jackass. That would be helpful. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really doesn't really matter if he's going to be in the G League. Nobody's going to want to follow him. But uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, the kid's I, six I, I did not know that, so forward. thank you for mentioning Yeah, that. I thought that was interesting. The other biggest story, uh, the next biggest story probably are, you know, all eyes on the Lakers. How do they fill the, the rest of their uh, roster outside of LeBron and AD? Uh, they took a second-round pick. Uh, Talon Horton Tucker, and the Lakers only have four other players on their team other than those three. Kuzma, everyone but Kuzma can end up on the, on the move between now and July 6th. So we shall see what happens with them. There were stories that their general manager, uh, Rob Palenka, has no idea how the salary cap works. Right. And they traded for Anthony Davis and like didn't know that he had a trade kicker and didn't ask him to waive it or something. No, so if they had waited to June 30th, they, they like... It was a basically a huge accounting faux pas where they've lost a bunch of salary because they agreed to this deal prior to June 30th, so they needed to wait a couple of weeks or whatever. Actually, uh, I was talking about a little different story, but oh. yeah, there's because it's not official till July 6th, but that's something different. Oh, uh, well, it somehow has to do with their salary cap. There's it's reports that he has no idea what he's doing in salary cap purposes, so that's interesting. Uh, the other big question always is what happens with the Knicks? Uh, they missed on on getting this draft pick. And now they've lost their opportunity to get. You mean Anthony missing Davis. The, the first pick in the draft? Yeah, but yeah. they did get uh, not reddish. What's the damn guy's name? They have uh, R.J. Barrett. That's I don't know why I keep blanking. But on now, him. but they don't have much else. They stink. They're terrible. Uh, do they get Kevin Durant? I, I put Knicks, Clippers, and Nets all together because those three teams—they're big market teams. They're potentially—they're not. Uh, I mean, the Clippers and Nets aren't traditional glamour teams, but. Okay. Any of those three teams who, if they get Kawhi, if they get Durant, you know, could be a glamour team overnight. You think that the, Kawhi is good enough to change the Knicks? Sure. I, I don't think he's going to the Knicks, but huh. I guess it I would mean, be in if the, he got the, to the, the East, Knicks, it'd be a, it would be a, a big story. So we'll see what well, happens with those three story. teams. I just don't know if they would compete because they're so bad. Like There's even a, Kawhi, the best player in the league, might not change your prospects. That's true. Because yeah, they well, suck. We shall see. They're awful. Uh, New Orleans, as you mentioned earlier, is a big story moving forward. We'll see uh, if they try and bring in a veteran or two or if they ship one out. I mean, Holiday could be shipped out tomorrow, and right. no one would be surprised if they go full youth movement or they move to to bring in another veteran and try and take a shot at the eight seed. Who knows? Uh, the Suns, also a mess in acquiring veterans for some reason, but they're just a nightmare. So we'll see who they overpay, which will be somebody. The Celtics uh, have you know, for years have had all these assets and have missed on Kawhi, failed to pull the trigger on Kawhi, and, uh, you know, they failed to get Anthony Davis. They failed to get a lot of people, and now they're stuck. Uh, obviously, we've talked about how Kyrie is yeah. not talking to them. He's, quote, ghosted them. So he's going. Al Horford has, is going into free agency. I kind of like they their They could draft. be much different. 
You do. Tell me about. So they got Romeo Langford, who coming into this, to his freshman year at Indiana was considered one of the top prospects, if not the top prospect in that class. And he hurt his like thumb or some ligament in his hand in like November of the college basketball season, and it affected his ability to shoot and score, which that was his primary like strength was he was a big score facilitator. So, it, I mean, if he gets healthy, he obviously needs a little bit of polishing because he wasn't even that effective in college, but he's a super athlete. He's a, an incredible basketball player. And like out of high school, he was considered one of the top prospects. And then in, at 22, they got uh, the forward out of Tennessee, the, the big guy that was really good for them, Grant Williams. Mm, yeah, so that's interesting. Like, they're basically replacing the two uh, superstars, the point guard in Kyrie and the forward in uh, whatever his name is. Horford. Horford, yes. Positionally, they're replacing them. My brain hurts. He's, I drank too much wine, and I can't remember names now. It hurts. It's okay. Nobody's mad at you, Thank Brad. you. I appreciate uh, your and patience. And then the other thing, the article that I read from uh, from ESPN, mm-hmm. um, now I'm forgetting names, the author that wrote this piece, but you've got the Bucks, Sixers, and Hornets are all up against the tax, mm-hmm. uh, as are the Thunder, I think. And so we will see what happens, who they try and shed, does that, you know, there's some good pieces on all those teams. And what happens moving forward? Who ends up with a, you know, who ends up with a guy who's not on the radar right now as being a guy who's available? Um, but maybe, uh, maybe that's why they drafted, their first round draft pick was an intern from New Balance because they don't have the salary cap to deal with his contract. That's, that's very likely. One other note I had here for Memphis, yeah. uh, they drafted John Morant, as we mentioned, second. That makes them really interesting because he's like a, a, a super fast player. He's a good shooter. He's a good passer. But he's being paired with their first-round draft pick from last year, Jaron Jackson, who's, a, who's like a stretch five big man out of uh, Michigan State. He's, they're they're going to be super, super interesting. And, and like those two together, I mean, they're really young. And they're going to be together for a really long time. Uh, they have the potential to be superstars for a long, long time in this league. So that's cool. I like that. Memphis did good work with their, uh, with their draft picks. That's all I got, Brad. That's it? You got anything else? Mm, I guess I do have one more note. Okay. Uh, Golden State, with the 28th pick, drafted Jordan Poole. Will for Michigan's favorite player of all time. Oh, great. Uh, I actually really like the pick, though. I think Jordan Poole is a good addition. I think that he can contribute immediately, and I think he can you know, supplant some of the shooting that they're going to have lost with Kevin Durant. And obviously, he's not going to hit, be as prolific as these guys, but I think that he's a good person to come in and plug that role. And at 28... Uh, I, I'm impressed with the selection. I think it was a good use of their uh, their draft. Fantastic. Oh, here we go. France had a pick. Croatia had a pick. 15th was a, Fr- a French guy. Croatia had, was a guy from Croatia was selected with the 19th. So there's a couple of international guys for, uh, for you guys. There you go. Mm-hmm. Call our hotline. Tell us how you thought your team did. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Eight hundred three nine two six three four four. We don't have any other hotlines, but we uh, hotline calls. We'd like to hear. Uh, for those of you who are big college fans, here's a couple of notes. Okay. Uh, programs with three players selected in the first round: Duke had three at one, three, and ten. Three we've already highlighted. UNC had three at seven, eleven, and twenty-five, and Kentucky shockingly had three at twelve, thirteen, and twenty-nine. So, the Blue Bloods they showed up. They were drafted early. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. National champion uh, Virginia Cavaliers went, had two selections, fourth and 24th. So some kind of interesting things about those programs. There you go. 
Good stuff. Yeah. It's been a good pod. Not bad. We're back next week. Quick hit. Quick hitter. We're out, out the door in 25 minutes. Anything else, Red? Happy New Weekend. Follow us, Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Check out yesterday's episode. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>